Hey guys, welcome along to the podcast. This is Blind Guy Talks Tech, brought to you by Voice Studio Pro. Stand out with custom greetings for your phone system. Use promo code BLINDGUY and save 15% today. That's at voicestudiopro.com. You're listening to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Now, here's that blind guy himself, Stephen Scott. It is. Hello. Welcome to another podcast. Thank you so much for giving me your ears today. I think you're going to be glad you did. You know what? If you've ever been in the market for a Mac and you've been listening to us talk in the past few weeks and uh, even months now about the Mac experience, and you know, you might walk away with the idea the Mac is not up for the job. You know, Windows is really the only route when it comes to productivity. I don't think that's necessarily true. And I kind of want to prove a bit of that today. Also, I kind of want to help you understand what the experience is like on a Mac from a Windows perspective, because that's often it, isn't it? You're coming to it from something else, more than likely a Windows computer. And, you know, I see lots of tweets from people, even cited people online going, well, why is it when you press enter, you change your file name? What's that all about? It should be something. And you're like, yeah, but it's just a different way of working, right? It's just different. And you have to learn some of that. Now, if you're blind and you're a voiceover user, are you going to become a voiceover user? Uh, or maybe you're, you're using voiceover on the iPhone at the moment. You might think, well, I'll just apply those skills to the Mac, right? Hmm. It's not quite as simple as that. Here to break it all down for you today, we've got Robin Christofferson from AbilityNet. Hello, Robin. Hi, good to be on again. And today on the podcast, you're going to be focusing on really trying to make us all understand that move, that switch, if you want to make it from Windows to Mac, but more importantly, to give you a sense of perspective from a Windows user to going to the Mac, which I think is going to be really interesting. So, Robin, I'm going to hand over to you. I want to look at how the Mac feels to people coming to it who are used to Windows and how things work in Windows and I think you'll be struck with two things simultaneously. One is that it's similar in many ways but the other is that it's actually quite different, quite disconcertingly different in many ways too and that will take some getting used to. So we're just going to take a few minutes looking at a number of things so that you can get a feel if you're familiar with Windows and how using a screen reader like JAWS or Narrator or NVDA work on Windows, which is very similar these days, and how things might work for a voiceover user on the Mac. So the Mac environment, Mac OS, as it's called, is similar to Windows. Some things will feel familiar. There is, for example, a desktop. And in Windows, you would do Windows D or Windows M to go to the desktop. In Mac OS, you use the VO keys, which by default are Control and Option to the left of the spacebar on a Mac keyboard. Uh, and you can use a Windows keyboard as well. But to the left of the spacebar, you've got Command and then going left, you've got options and then control and control and option are what you'd hold down. And I'm going to call those the VO keys from now on, just VO. Uh, that's what it is in the documentation. And you can also use the caps lock key as well. But one thing that will immediately strike you with voiceover on the Mac is that it uses a lot more holding down of keys, guys, a lot more. So instead of Windows D to go to the desktop. It's VO, so that's Control, Option, Shift, D. 
D. Desktop, desktop, group. So we're on the desktop now. If I arrow around. Monterey, volume. And that's volume. Volume is what they call disks. So there's a lot of different terminology. For example, Microsoft Word 2016, alias. Microsoft Word is there. That's available on the Mac as well. And it said alias. Alias is what they call a shortcut. So we're already getting quite different terminology here. Takes some getting used to. If I hit enter, for example, on Windows, you'd expect that to open Microsoft Word. But if I do it here, Microsoft Word 2016, content selected, edit text. It's editing that name. So hitting enter on a file name edits the file name. It doesn't open it. To open files, you do command O. So I'll just hit escape to get out of that. Now to go to the dock, the dock is like the taskbar. By default, it's at the bottom there, a bit like on Windows. It's VOD instead of VO Shift D. Dock. Finder open. One of twenty-eight. You are currently on application dock item. To open this application, press control option space. So it's going to be a bit more verbose than normal. So we're down at the dock there, and it says it's got twenty-eight items, and we can arrow through those. Siri two of twenty-eight. Launchpad three of twenty-eight. Safari four of twenty-eight. Mail five of twenty-eight. Etc. In many cases, arrowing may or may not work. The safer way is to use the VO keys and do left, right, up and down because that will wrap as well. So on the desktop, for example, if they're in columns, which they are by default, those icons, then you might left or right arrow or up or down arrow and not hear anything because you've kind of reached the end of a column or a row. But if you do VO left, right. For example, then it will go through everything, and when it gets to the bottom, you'll hear a funny noise, and it'll wrap back up to the top. We'll hear what that sounds like in a minute. Now, on the taskbar in Windows, we have the Start button, which is how you can get to a lot of things. It has a search box at the top when you open it up, and in that search box, you can type the name of an app or a file name. Basically, you can search the computer and even the internet from that box. In the Mac, there's exactly the same thing, except it's called Spotlight, and you don't get to it from the taskbar, but you do hit Command Spacebar. Spotlight, Spotlight, System Dialog, Spotlight Search, Search Text Field, Blank. Spotlight Search. You are currently on a text field. To enter text in this field, type. And here you can type an app, a file name, or something on the internet too. The next thing I want to show you is the fact that, and this might be a nice. Piece of news for a lot of people who don't like the ribbon, for example, in a lot of Windows-based apps, every single app has a menu. And in the case of Word and Excel and that sort of thing, there is a ribbon too. But all the things that are contained in the ribbon are in menus, and that's because every Mac app has to have a menu bar. So you get that by doing V O M menu bar Apple. And you are currently on the menu bar item. To open this menu, press Control Option Space. It said to open this menu. It's Control Option Space or VO Space, and VO Space is the equivalent of Enter in most things that you do with VoiceOver running on the Mac. So VO Spacebar is how you can open things. So as well as Command O a moment ago, we could have done VO Space on a file, for example. So in here, we're in the top menu bar. We haven't got any programs open, obviously. But wherever you are, whatever app you're in, the top menu bar will always have Apple, 
as the first item. If I do VO right arrow, Finder. Finder. So Finder is what they call their Windows Explorer. File. File. Edit. Edit. View. View, etc. So the first item is Apple, and in there you get things that you'll be able to access, like shutting down your computer, restarting, um, going to system settings, etc. They will always be available from that Apple menu wherever you are in the Mac. And then to the right will be the name of the program that you're currently in. Find in this case, the Finder. And if we opened that menu, that Finder menu, then we would get main commands to do with the Finder. And then we had Edit View and those other ones that will be different for each of those apps as well. It's really reassuring that there's a menu always available. Now, if I do VOM again, menu extras, Robin's new AirPods disconnected, Robin's new AirPods menu extra. Now we're in an extras menu. And this perhaps is a little bit like the system tray. In Windows, in here, you have all your utilities and other widgets that you want to be able to access quickly if I right arrow. Rocket, menu extra. Displays menu, menu extra. Bluetooth, menu extra. Wi-Fi, 404 bars with Unity, menu Etc. So that should sound sort of familiar with regards to the system tray on Windows. So the next thing I'm going to do is demonstrate what it's like to go into an app and I'll use the voiceover utility, which is where you'll make changes to voiceover. And that will give us an example of what it's like to move through the items in an app, the controls, etc. And that's VO F8. Opening voiceover utility. Voiceover utility, voiceover utility, window, allow voiceover to be controlled with Apple Script, tick, tick box, has keyboard focus. It happens to have brought us into the item where we were last. Now, one really useful command that I should probably mention is Command F5. Command F5, that's the key to the left of the spacebar. Go to anyone's Mac, do Command F5, and you will open VoiceOver so you can start using their Mac. It's that easy. Command F5 will close it again. So that's the toggle for voiceover. Now, one thing that is disconcertingly different in Mac OS compared to Windows is that everything stays the way it was. So here, for example, we landed on an item about controlling voiceover using Apple scripts. And if we have time later on, we might talk about how you can actually script voiceover just like you can script with JAWS, which is an incredibly powerful feature. Because I was on this item when I was last in the voiceover utility, it came back onto that item. And any changes you make in any programs, in any dialogues, in any documents in apps, all of those will be saved when you close the app. Imagine going back to exactly the point where you were when you closed any app without having to hit save, without having to hit OK, etc. Most of the time, that's absolutely the case. Not all the time, but most of the time, you don't even need to worry about saving things or OKing things. You just go back to exactly where you were before. And that felt very different and quite disconcerting when I was first uh, becoming familiar with the Mac. Now, another thing that feels quite different is how you move through controls. For people who use JAWS, it's a bit like the touch cursor, where you then go into a particular mode and you can move through all the labels as well as the controls in a dialog box. On the Mac, there are two ways of getting through controls. There's either the tab key, if I tab. Help button. Search, search text field, blank, search. You are currently utility categories, table, general, selected. So 
You are currently on the cell, inside a table. To navigate the cells within this table, press control, option, and then up arrow, down arrow, left arrow, or right arrow. To exit this table, press control, option, shift, up arrow. I think what we're going to do in a minute is turn off the hints. So as you tab through controls, then it lands on different items, but you may well miss a particular label. So if I now use VO right arrow, for example. Speak the following greeting after login. Speak the following greeting after login. And that would have been skipped over if I had hit tab there. If I do VO right again. Voice over on. Content selected. Greeting. Edit text. So that's the greeting voiceover on when voiceover first starts to run when you open Windows or when you do Command F5. Display welcome dialog when voiceover starts. Untick. Tick box. Control option or caps lock. Keys to use as the voiceover modifier. Pop-up button. You are currently on a pop-up button. To display a list of options, press control, option, space. Etc. Etc. Control, option, space is the same as VO space as we were talking about before. And if I shift tab now back to the list of items. Display welcome dialog when voiceover starts. Untick. Tick box. Voiceover on. Content selected. Greeting. Edit text. Utility categories. Table. General. Selected. You probably saw there that it didn't read the labels as I shift tabbed back to the main list there. It just read out the controls. If I arrow down. Speech. Verbosity. Verbosity. If I tab into here. Speech. Selected. Tab. One of five. You are currently on a tab. One of five. To select this option, press control, option, space. And I do VO right arrow. Rail. Tab. Two of five. Text. Tab. Three of five. Announcements. Tab. Four of five. Hints. Tab. Five of five. This is where I want to go. So this isn't selected, so I now have to do VO space on that to make the panes contents reflect this tab. Presence selected tab five of five. If I do VO right arrow, speak instructions for using the item in the voiceover cursor. Tick tick box. I'm going to turn that off now. You are currently guys. on a tick box. Untick speak instructions for using the item in the voiceover cursor. VO space. Speak help tag. When an item has a help tag, pop up button. I'm going to go Choose into this. An item's help tag. Menu tick speak help tag. With VO space, a pop up menu has come. If I VO down arrow, do nothing. Speak notification. I'm going to do nothing. Do nothing. Press do nothing. Do nothing. When an item has a help tag. Okay. So now I've made some changes and I'm just going to do, I'm just going to quit out of this. I'm not going to do any okay or anything like that or apply and it'll just do it. It's quite disconcerting because sometimes you think, well, what about if I've made some changes and I don't actually want to apply them? Tough is the answer to that. <laughs> They will be sticky. Whatever you do, guys, you have to uh, just live with that new way of doing things. So if I do Command Q, which is the way to quit a program. Finder, desktop, Microsoft Word 2016, alias. We're back on the desktop. And now those hints, etc. aren't being spoken. Okay, then. So now we are going to use Spotlight to go into the RNIB Connect Radio website. So we could go into Safari by doing a hotkey, which you can definitely do on Mac, just like you can use hotkeys to start programs on Windows. But you can also, with Command Spotlight. Spotlight. Space, I'll do, I could type Safari, but what I'm going to type is www.rnib. Connect Radio. Independent Radio Work UK. Series suggested website icon image. Completion selected. Completed it for me if I hit enter. Finder, desktop, Microsoft Word 2016, Safari, RNIB Connect Radio, web content, 90% loaded. Website not secure, 90% loaded, 90% loaded. Website not secure. It mustn't be HTTPS, guys. So, it said web content. Now, this is a really significant difference between Mac and Windows. 
in Windows when you land in, I don't know, a list of emails, for example, or when you load a web page or in the document in Word, you're in that until you purposefully move out of it to go up to the menus or other controls or whatever it might be. In the Mac, it's quite disconcertingly less rigid than that and you can very easily find yourself straying out into other areas like the toolbar etc. So here we are in a web page but we haven't actually started to interact with that page. Interacting is a big thing and what that means is that you then go into that item and start in this case reading a web page for example and I'm just going to demonstrate that by going to the right with VO right arrow. Close button. VO right arrow doesn't move you through the contents of the web page because we weren't interacting. It's actually taken me to the close button. And you probably heard a funny noise, kind of a bloopy noise, and that actually tells me that I've wrapped around to the very top item in Safari in the web browser. And so this is in the very top left corner. If I do VO right arrow again. Minimize button. Minimize. Full screen button. Toolbar. And now we're on to the toolbar. And if I'd have kept those hints on, it would tell me that I can interact with the toolbar by doing VO, shift, down arrow. And if you want to stop interacting with a group of items like a toolbar, VO, shift, up arrow will stop that. So if I do VO, shift, down arrow. In toolbar, nine items, go back, dimmed button. And this is a toolbar and it's got nine items. So in a way, it's quite nice because you don't have to kind of mess about with those nine items or arrow through them. Uh, the default way, and you can change this, but the default way with macOS is that you only interact with things by going into them. So that takes a lot of getting used to, believe me. So we're on the go back button, which is dimmed because we can't go back. We're still on the first page of this particular browsing session. If I do VO right arrow. Go forward, dimmed button. Sidebar button. Add page to reading list button. You can see we've got various buttons there. Let's get out of the toolbar. We don't need to do anything here with VO shift up arrow. Out of toolbar. And now if I do VO right arrow again to carry on through the items. Tab bar, two tabs, group. So there's a tab bar here and it's a group. We could interact with those. We're not going to. If I do VO right arrow again. New tab button. New tab. Vertical splitter collapsed on left. Vertical splitter. Don't worry about that. RNIB connect radio web content. And now we're back to the web content. So just to be aware, you can very easily find yourself messing about with other areas of an app's window, other controls, etc. It doesn't feel nearly as self-contained as Windows apps do, but you just have to get used to that. So if we do VO shift down arrow to interact, then we would start reading the page. But I've got a quick tip. If when you first land on a web page, you do tab, for example, then that will jump through links on a page as we know. But the top tip is that we'll also start interacting with the page. Cookie consent with dialogue, dismiss cookie message button. So this website uses cookies to ensure you get the best experience on our website. These I just hushed that up. So yeah, hitting tab, it's taken me to the cookie consent button. So if I just hit VO space on that, then that's gone. So just like in Windows using Narrator or NVDA or JAWS, you can arrow down. Link, go to homepage. Link, image, how to listen image. New line. And that works because we're now interacting with the web page, so it just feels like a normal document. 
There are hotkeys, just like there are using JAWS, etc. on Windows. And there are various ways that you can do that. There's no such thing as a virtual cursor. And so single letter navigation won't work at the moment. But if I hold down VO, Command, that's all of those three keys to the left of the space bar. If I hold those down, now I can start doing single letters like H. Heading level one. Welcome to RNIB Connect Radio. For headings, I could do L for link. On air now, early edition, link image. I could do G for graphics. Listen live, link image. That's an image there. Also happens to be a link. So you can do hotkeys that way. You can also go into what's called quick nav. And that's by holding the right and left arrow keys down together. If I press those. Quick nav on. Now we've gone into what's called quick nav. And now I can do those same keystrokes H. Heading level one, news. So I can press all those same letters again. I think I can also press one, two, and three for heading levels. Let's try two. Heading level two, text hyperlinks for three features above. Absolutely. So that should feel very familiar. With quick nav on, there's also lots of things you can do with the up and down arrows and the left and right arrows to move through headings and elements, etc. I won't go into those now. Quick nav. I did the left and the right arrow key together to get out of quick nav. I want to show you one other quick way that you can move through items. If I hold those three keys down again, VO command, and I do left and right arrow. Form controls. I'm now moving through different elements. Form controls. Web spots. Web spots, web spots, by the way, are just like place markers in JAWS. Absolutely vital as far as I'm concerned to quickly get around familiar web pages that you use all the time. Articles. Navigation. Characters. Words. Window spots. Links. So you can move through the various items with left and right arrow while I'm holding those three keys down. And now we're on links, for example, the up and down arrow with those three keys still down. We'll go through links on a page. So if I do down arrow. RNIB quick poll. Link. RNIB. Link. Contact us. Link. And finally, a really useful thing, the select item picker. So if I do VOI. Item chooser menu. It's brought up all of the items in a list. And if I start typing help, for example. Reload this page. Learning more. Learning more help from. So now I typed H-E-L. And now it's limited in this list. Only those items that start H-E-L. Got me back on track and I want to help other. There's lots that can be done and everyone can play a part to help. Can the VIP become a magistrate? At Hell's Bells underscore finds out. So I'm just arrowing down through those. So if you quickly wanted to get to the contact us, for example, you could do VOI and then start typing C-O-N-T-A, that sort of thing. I'll hit escape to get out of that. Link, contact us. So I hope this gives you a flavour of how similar and also how very different Mac OS is compared to how you do things on Windows. I've actually got both Mac and Windows on this machine. I have a VM and I've got JAWS running on the VM, the virtual machine, and I've got VoiceOver running everywhere else. And I'm using lots of different apps in the virtual machine, which use those keystrokes. And I'm using a similar number of apps all the time on the Mac side, which have other keystrokes. So believe me, once you become familiar, you're able to feel comfortable on both sides. And so for people who are wondering about how viable it is to go over to the Mac when you're so familiar and comfortable with Windows, I would probably say it's very doable. It will be 
very uncomfortable for several weeks, if not months, but you will definitely get there. One caveat at the end to say is that Office, whilst being somewhat accessible, I would probably say 80 or 90% accessible on the Mac side, isn't as good as it is under Windows. So if you must use Office for work, Outlook, PowerPoint, Word, Excel, I would probably say stick with Windows for now. But everything else on the Mac side is absolutely brilliant. And if you can wangle it, put a VM on your Mac and get the best of both worlds. Thanks, guys. I might have known that you would have mentioned virtual machines at the end there. Yeah, thank you, Robin. I appreciate that. I'm glad I held over to you because, honestly, you, you put that so well, far more eloquently than I could have. Thanks for putting the effort into that. It really, really is appreciated. I know you will have enjoyed that today as much as I did. Uh, if you want to get involved with our podcast, you know what to do. You can get in touch by email, hello at blindguytalkstech.com. Leave us a voicemail on that number, which will be coming up in just a second. Tomorrow on the podcast, we talk to Hector Minto from uh, Microsoft to talk all about the big accessibility event, Ability Summit, coming up on May 10th. That's tomorrow. If you want even more Blind Guy in your life, visit blindguytalkstech.com for previous episodes. Find us on your podcast apps or ask Lady A or Lady G to play Blind Guy Talks Tech Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow.